Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhymesayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. We start this week's episode with a heavy heart, as we do want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the Kobe Bryant's wife and his family and to all the families of the victims of the most recent uh, tragedy yesterday, which was the helicopter crash in California. It's, you know, it's still really, really fresh. And I, I, I'm sure everyone else feels the same way that it's just, uh, you know, a real tragedy and it's tough to really put into words you know, how you can feel, uh, you know, about uh, the loss of Kobe Bryant from this world. Everyone has all these different stories. Everybody has different uh, interactions, thoughts about Kobe Bryant. And I want to start off by saying just, you know, in my experience, uh, as far as basketball, there are some players that are just bigger than the game. And honestly, he's one of them. Just someone that is is just, he is basketball. Um basketball personified as some people might say and so again it's so tough to put into words uh what he what he meant to me as a basketball fan a basketball player as someone who coached basketball i've seen people bring up that antidote or that uh the example of everyone's crunched up a piece of paper and uh thrown it at the at the trash can and said kobe and I, I think we've all done that. I know. I know. I've played in a game before where I've hit that kind of uh, that shimmy and that fade in a guy's face, and you're just thinking to yourself, "That's that Kobe Bryant right there." So um, again, thoughts and prayers out to uh, every single person uh, 
uh, family and everyone that was involved in in that horrific uh, uh, helicopter incident yesterday. It's 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 just it's very very tragic, and and, and we really want to make sure that we do our part just to uh, remember Kobe and to honor him with this episode. So a lot of what we do. Here is going to honor, you know, number 24, number 8, Kobe Bryant, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, you know, arguably the most famous Laker of all time. So we have a few different things planned for this episode that we're going to get into uh, starting up uh, in a little bit here. Uh, we're starting off, though, this episode um, with a, a look back at the uh, most recent uh, slate of games for the Wolves and uh, maybe look do a little look ahead as well. Uh, starting off with the uh, Wolves and Nuggets game from last week. Um, as far as notes are concerned, I I watched this entire game. Uh, much like some of the other games we've seen recently, some moments were very, very much forgettable. But I, I'm going to start off this game, actually, uh, instead of the beginning of the game, uh, one thing I will start off with, this game started off, very first possession, Carl Towns quite upset uh, that Nikola Jokic does not get called for a foul. I know, you know, watching the game, Jim Pete felt like it wasn't I personally thought that it was uh the one thing we can all agree on though was Carl's reaction and uh we've seen that in numerous games where Carl has a reaction you know throws his arms up really gets upset I've seen some people call it a tantrum I wouldn't call it that I think at a certain point anybody that is playing basketball if you if you had these sorts of things happen to you on the basketball court you'd get frustrated you would get upset so I, I can't totally blame him there but definitely something he has to work on just to find maybe a more productive way to do it uh, but so we'll jump ahead uh, starting around the eight minute mark in quarter two uh, Alan Crabb hits a three and uh, one thing I'm seeing from him early on is that his hustle and his ability to hit the long ball uh, is going to be huge if he can do that consistently and so we're going to be able to see Hopefully some improvement in that area because he had struggled throughout the season so far before he made it to the Timberwolves. Jarrett Culver then with the hustle play chases down the loose ball, tosses it back to Napier, who hits the end of clock three, Wolves up 40-36. Josh Okogie, an impressive play. He realizes he doesn't have it inside. He backs it out, passes it away. He then gets the ball back, drives, and scores on the reverse. But that's just it. He's not done yet. Now on defense, Towns pushes up on Jokic, who loses the ball, clearly follows Towns as Jim Pete asks, did he karate chop Carl in the neck? But, uh, you know, watching that replay back, he does drill him in the face with his shoulder. No idea how it's not a foul. Regardless, uh, Jokic gives the ball away. Very little effort to then get it back. Akogi, we talked about his hustle, beats him to the loose ball, gets the wide-open dunk in transition, and 44-36 Wolves build their lead. Uh, fairness to Cat. Uh, you know, or fairness, I guess, to the referees. Cat shoves the Nuggets player, doesn't get the foul call, but does rebound, gets fouled on the putback. He gets upset, but honestly, he can't be mad when they let him play too. So, you know, you see him get angry, like we talked about earlier on, with the Nikolai Jokic play. But if if you're going to get upset, again, fairness, you're getting away with some calls too. Now, not it's not even remotely close to the same. Uh, in terms of the amount of calls. It's very, very limited. But this is a good example of that. Uh, in transition, Akogi races back, gets a great block. Luckily, one ref who had no view on the play at all steps in to call Josh for a foul. And this is what we talk about. The Wolves just have been on the wrong end of so much bad officiating throughout this season. I keep hoping it's going to change. But plays like this make me feel like it just isn't. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is absolutely killing the Wolves in this game, uh, grabbing offensive rebounds, cutting to the hoop. And, you know, if you add in the Wolves' inability to hit shots, and just like that, Denver is down only two, 44-46, four minutes to go in the second quarter. Jeremy Grant, to his credit, almost single-handedly keeping Nuggets in this as he hits another three. He has 15 points on six of seven and three of four from three. What's crazy, before this game, he was three of 22 on his last 22 three-point attempts. I don't know what it is about playing the Timberwolves, but guys just find a way to shine, and they get this, this newfound confidence, and it's really frustrating, to say the least. Akogi answers back a three of his own. Morris steps under him, and Josh is lucky he isn't hurt bad. Honestly, should have been a technical on Morris. Uh, ref's going to ref, though, as we say. Baseline ref saw the whole thing, stared right at it, did not care one bit. Very frustrating as you watch. Again, it doesn't matter if it's intentional, but he steps right under Josh Akogi as Josh is trying to land. You see his ankle twist. Luckily, he was not injured on the play. 
Napier gets the steal in transition. Akogi misses the three, but on the rebound, Jokic locks Carl's arm, then proceeds to fling him to the ground. And of course, no call. Wolves miss seven of eight shots. Nuggets now up by two, 123 to go in half number one. They score quickly again and now up four. Wolves right now just struggling on both ends of the court. Then the half, Akogi grabs the rebound, cuts back in. He gets fouled, makes the shot. He hits the free throw, and Wolves are now down just one at the half. Nice to see a little bit of a momentum change to end it. But before that score, Nuggets had been on a 19-5 run. First possession of the second half, and they are letting guys play as Towns fouls Jokic. Then Jokic fouls Towns two different times. Nothing called on either player, and honestly, I'm okay with that. As long as you're going to let them play, let both teams play. The issue, of course, runs into when it's not consistent, and that's the problem we've been having with uh, a lot of the games we watched. Uh, Jim Pete, talking about Wiggins' empty-ish stat sheet, but guys have to start hitting shots. Wiggins has set up guys for wide-open looks in this game, and while I wanted to be more aggressive on the glass, because here's the deal. One rebound so far in the game, that has to change. Early on, it's clear Ryan is pushing the issue to get Towns involved, and it's paying off. He is up to a very efficient 18 points so far in this contest. Second half, boxing out and rebounding on the defensive end is a glaring issue. And as I've been saying you know, in other recaps of games, it's laziness and lack of effort, and it has to stop. I don't know how Ryan is going to get through to these guys that they can't take plays off. They have to give 100%. Box the guy out. It's not that difficult. And yet time and time again, I see guys, whether it's Towns, whether it's Wiggins, whether it's Akogi, whether it's any number of players, just do not box out, and that has to change. Uh, Wiggins clearly got the message, by the way, as he gets his fourth rebound of the quarter on the putback. Wolves now down just 62-63, 7.08 to go in the third. Wolves then end an 0-9 streak from three with two in a row, and now they lead by one, 5.43 to go in that third quarter. Wolves really pushing the issue on defense after a few key stops and a Wiggins step back three. They are now up four points, definitely seeing the momentum swing their way. As the third quarter begins to wind down, neither team is able to pull away as it is back and forth between tie and lead. Akogi able to tie it up with a second consecutive drive and score. It is 79-79, 50 seconds left in the third. So far for Akogi, 6 of 10, 14 points, and 7 rebounds. We've talked about this more recently. Akogi is definitely trending upward, and this game was no different. After three quarters, 81-79, Nuggets up 2. Fourth quarter starts as Towns backs down Plumley and hits the sort of hook to tie it up. Towns now 20 points and six rebounds on the game. Alan Crabb shoots the three, literally maybe a foot from the ref, clearly fouled, hits the deck, and ref could not care less. No call. Jordan McLaughlin, by the way, I've been very impressed with him lately. A lot of people are not in the same camp as me. A lot of people don't like him. I've seen people say that he doesn't even belong on an NBA roster. I'm going to strongly, strongly disagree, but... You are entitled to your opinion. Uh, Jordan, by the way, drives in, dishes it to KBD for the stuff right in Plumlee's face. And I will say both of these guys, so KBD and Jordan, they're so easy to root for. And yet, time and time again, guys don't do it. Well, still down three, though, and they need to go on a run if they have a chance to win. 8.25 to go in the fourth. Porter Jr. with another three. as He is just absolutely killing the Wolves. And just like that, we're down six once again. Wiggins drives in, taking two defenders, able to pass back to Jang, who hits the corner three. A possession that just feels like the final nail in the coffin for me as I'm watching this. Uh, You know, all the fight, and Nuggets get a... So both teams kind of fighting for it. Nuggets get second attempt, another second attempt. They're constantly grabbing on this possession. Eventually, they hit a three. They now have 19 second-chance points, and the Wolves are down eight. Wolves fail to score, and Wiggins gets caught flat-footed on defense. Wolves are now down 10, 549. 549 to go in this game. And like we said before, if it's not going to get a run, this one really is starting to feel like it could be over. Towns, though, hits a three to make it a seven-point game. But unless they start getting stops and defensive rebounding, it's not going to happen. They do get the stop and the rebound, push it in transition. Napier drives, clearly fouled, no call, and he missed the shot. Wiggins drives. Gets the foul, but even though he picks up his dribble before the foul, they don't give him the continuation. Rocco begs for a challenge, but Ryan and Vanterpool agree it's just not worth it. A timeout at three minutes 
uh, to go, or a little over three minutes to go in the fourth. Wolves down seven, but on the glass, how about this? Out-rebounded 50-39. to 39. That's not the recipe for winning. Uh, something has to change there. That's just not how you're going to win a basketball game. And here's the deal. They have not won a game all year where they lost the rebound of battle by double digits. Now, again, there's probably a number of teams that would probably lose most games where that happens, but still a telling stat. Uh, and this isn't new. Since 06-07, Wolves as a franchise only have 14 wins. As a franchise, in all that time where they've lost the rebound battle by double digits. Towns beats Jokic off the dribble, scores, gets fouled, makes the free throw, and just like that, it is a four-point game. Wolves now on 11 to 11 of 14 at the line for the game. You know, those three, those three misses are, are really going to be telling right now when you're in a four-point basketball game. Kogi grabs the board off a of Towns miss, eventually cuts in, gets the sky-high dunk, gets it back to a four-point game, 128 to go in the fourth. After the stop, Towns drives in, Jokic shoves him, Towns misses no call, and then Towns angrily frustration follows Jokic. Barton hits a three, now Nuggets up seven with 30 seconds left, and that's all she wrote. I don't care what anyone says, a big part of this losing streak for the Wolves has been really, really bad officiating, and this game was no different. I I honestly don't know what it's going to take to get things to change, but uh, so far it looks like nothing uh, is going to be able to change uh, at least anytime soon. And, And if you look back throughout the Wolves' history, it's tough to remember a lot of seasons where you go, man... You know, the Wolves got a, the benefit of a lot of calls. I, I mean, just time and time again, it really fails uh, to happen for the Timberwolves, at least uh, in regards to officiating. Final score in this one, 107-100. to 100. The Nuggets do take it over the Timberwolves. Uh, looking at some of the highlights, Michael Porter Jr., we mentioned how good he had been. 20 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, very impressive from him. Over on the Minnesota side of the ball, well, we talked about, uh, of course, Towns. We talked about, a little bit about Wiggins. Uh, but going into some of the more specifics, so Wiggins had 15 points, six boards, two assists, a block. Struggled a bit uh, in some areas. One of seven from three is not getting the job done, but two of two from the free throw line will take. As far as Towns is concerned, 28 points, eight rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block. So um, unfortunately, it was just not meant to be. And of course, uh, you want to win basketball games, well, it doesn't help. Jarrett Culver, six points. Shabazz Napier, six points, but eight assists. So that helps make up for it at least a little bit. So coming up next now uh, is the uh, game the Wolves take on. They had a one day off on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, they end up taking on the Chicago Bulls in Chicago, a team that has a very similar record to them. Hopefully the Wolves will find a way to right the ship. And we get into that game now. Great start to the game as the ref does the jump ball before Carl Towns is even ready. Shocker, he didn't win that jump ball, to say the least. Uh, Wiggins' early turnover somehow steps out of bounds. What is it with guys stepping out of bounds recently for the Wolves? I, I just don't... Uh, you got to be aware of where you are on the court. I just It's so frustrating. Uh, Towns himself, by the way, with the early 6-3 to lead. No idea how Lou Cornette plans to stop him. Now Culver steps out of bounds. And it's you know, time and time again, we shoot ourselves in the foot. Wolves have to find a way to be... I mean, be more careful. Value the basketball more. That has been a common issue during this losing streak. At the eight-minute mark, already five Wolves turnovers. Again, they just do not value the basketball. Towns, 12 points already halfway through the first, but the bigger total story is the Wolves turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Sloppy, lazy play, and honestly, it's nothing that the Bulls are doing. The Bulls are not a good basketball team. Now, I know that they do cause a lot of turnovers, but I'm just not going to be able to give them the benefit of the doubt here. It's the Wolves just completely screwing up. 12 of the Bulls' 19 points so far are points off turnovers, and that is honestly the story for this game. Wolves are lucky to be down only three. Lead, though, up to 27-18, under three to go in the first. Wolves just cannot get any stops on the defensive end. Akogi scores, but gets called for a travel, and he is not happy. Ryan screaming at the officials. All together, an ugly quarter, but a fun end as Jordan dribble coast-to-coast, scores the buzzer beater. Wolves lucky to be down only 9, 35-26 after one. Bulls a very good team when they score off turnovers. Wolves with nine turnovers in the first quarter alone and 14 points off of them. But if you can hold the Bulls under 100, that has, cho- that has shown to be key so far this season. Too bad, though, they are well on their way to being well over that mark. A Jang, since he has come in having tons of problems with Felicio, Honestly, he has to be better, and we've noticed this time and time again. For whatever reason, Gorgie Jang stinks off the bench, and something's got to change. Hopefully, I'm, honestly, I'm all in on trading Jang if you can find a way to do it. 
Obviously, you don't want to take back crap, give up crap, but if you can move on Jing, a deal that makes sense for both teams, I think you just definitely have to do it. Jordan, again, has been very impressive on both ends of the floor. If more guys played as hard as he does, I have to wonder what the score would be. At this stage, 9-24 to go in the second, and this is one of the worst games the Wolves have played all year. That's how I feel when I'm watching this at this point. Uh, bad on both ends. 39-27, Bulls are winning. Wolves start this quarter 0-7 from the field, and as Jim Pete wisely says, we need to hit the reset button on this game. Culver finally has the Wolves' first make with 6.39 to go in the second. That's how long it took to get one make from the field in the second quarter. My question, where are the other starters? This group isn't doing anything. Culver, Jordan, Jang, KBD, and Crab. Bulls are up 45-30. to 30. It starts to feel like this game is unraveling fast, and this group is not stopping anything. Bulls able to build it to a 19-point lead, 49-30. to 30. The Wolves didn't show up for this game at all. Under six to go in the first half. Roko with a stupid turnover traveling. Then he gets a delay of game. So far on the night, much like most of the team, something's just off about the way he's playing. Napier passes the alley-oop to Towns, who now has 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting. It's nice to see someone show up. Wiggins goes to the line, and more missed free throws. Wolves now just 5 of 11 at the line, and there is no excuse for that. And this has been a common theme throughout the season. Games where we just can't hit free throws. They're free for a reason. They're not called hard-to-make throws. They're free throws, and you have to find a way to get the job done when you get to the line. And we're one of those teams that does get to the line at a high, vol- high rate. What good does that do if you can't make shots? Very frustrating. Akogi bringing the energy, grabs the offensive board, hits Napier, who gets the three, and now it's back to 14 points. Maybe Wolves get it to single digits by halftime, make this a little more manageable. Dunn drives and for some reason is angry, shoves Napier. Rocco pushes him out of there, trying to de-escalate. Nothing uh, offensive than what he did. Um, Replay shows he took offense to Napier, grabbing his arm on the drive. Dunn gets the T as he should. Town scores to get to 13, but then a stupid closeout as he goes past Markinen, who then drives in for the easy layup. People told me to watch Town's defense recently, closer, and now that I have, honestly, I wish I hadn't because there's just times where he looks so lost on that end of the basketball. Back-to-back 12-point game as Rocco grabs, sorry, back to a 12-point game as Rocco grabs the board, Wiggins drives, hits Towns for the layup, who gets fouled and makes the free throw. Wiggins comes to the party, though, hits a three, and back to single digits just over a minute to go. Now can the Wolves get some stops? An odd finish, by the way, as Wiggins turns it over again. Levine gets fouled in transition. He makes one. He then gets, Napier gets fouled, shooting a three at the buzzer. Replay confirms it, and somehow the Wolves are down just seven at the half, 52 to 59. They were on a 22 to 10 run to end that first half. Uh, Feels like Ryan made a mistake sticking with the bench, that weird bench unit as long as he did, but maybe he wants fresh legs to play them longer in half two, which I get. Maybe he was trying to hold those starters out and hope that that bench unit could do enough. And in the end, uh, they did enough to at least get the game back in play. Starting in the second half, Culver airballs a free throw, and then he misses the second. Doesn't bode well for the start of this half. Uh, Wiggins with a nice drive, though, and he scores. He is just 2 of 5 in the game, has to be better and more aggressive if he's going to put his stamp on this basketball game. Wiggins seems to hear me, I guess. He listens, drives in, is followed by Levine, but as per usual, he can't buy a call, and in transition, go the Bulls. Towns gets the ball on the post, gets fouled multiple times, no call, but at least this time he yells with his arms up as he runs back on defense. But seriously, at, at a certain point, again, you can't blame him. I don't know what it is, but he just does not get calls. On the other end, Lowry draws a foul on Towns because, of course, but it was a, but it was a foul, but call it both ways. And as Jim Pete points out, all three Towns fouls have been really sloppy, and they have been. Towns has to be better if he's not going to get calls. Levine then travels, but no call, drives, and Towns gets called for another ticky-tack foul. That's his fourth. There's nine minutes to go in the third. Towns gets pulled. Ryan is livid. You know who else is livid? Towns. He is pissed that he has to come out. Wiggins drives in. He gets fouled again. No call, but he makes it, and it is a three-point game. Seriously, what a difference this season would be if Wolves ever got the same calls that their opponents got. You would see a huge difference not only in game-to-game, but our overall record. In total, the Wolves, since the first half, have outscored the Bulls 31-15. to Two straight possessions where you watch Levine and you see exactly what his issues will likely always be, and that's on defense. Honestly, just bad. Wiggins drives in, dishes to Jang for the three, and we have a tie game, 6.37 to go in the third. Wiggins seems to have flipped a switch as he is all in on this game now. 
Bulls start this half 0 of 6 from the field. Meanwhile, Wiggins hits his 500th career three, and the Wolves now have the lead 69-68. 6 7 to go in the third. Jared Culver with a stupid turnover, something the Wolves had gotten better at throughout the game, but definitely not a game to remember so far from, far from Culver. Just you watch him, and lately he's been really good, but in this game it just wasn't the case. Uh, Napier with a bunch of possessions with really good D on Levine, including getting the strip and hitting the transition three to put the Wolves back on top, 72-70, 401 to go in the third. Jim Pete calls Napier the MVP of the game so far. Napier gets or Napier drives, gets clearly fouled, no call, and it leads to the Bulls scoring in transition. Hutchinson with a monster dunk. Wiggins continues his strong play, hits the corner three, and just like that, the game is tied. Neither team going away in this back and forth end to the third. Ryan is enraged at so many calls getting missed. It's been really, really bad. But this call, unfortunately for Ryan, was not wrong. Uh, But I love seeing him go after the officials a little bit. Sometimes I think uh, he kind of gets ripped for that. He's clearly uh, jumping a little, I guess I would say, uh, head-on into the uh, yelling at the referee's pool. And I think just being a little more aggressive there could benefit him. Unfortunately, in this case, uh, he he did it at the wrong time. Josh Kogi drives, gets fouled, and in the end, he gets called for a charge instead. Because why not? Why wouldn't that happen? In fact, he actually got fouled multiple times, and the player that drew, in quotes, the charge wasn't even centered. He was angled. Towns back in to start the fourth, and he scores to tie it back up again, 81-81. to At this point, you're saying to yourself, can either team find a way to pull away or at least get bigger lead than one or two points? Town scores again and gets fouled. No call. He screams and one at the official, but at least he is still getting back on defense. Alan Crabb with a solid contest doesn't even touch Kobe White, who just throws himself to the ground, and he gets the foul call. So actually, fouls don't get called by the Bulls, and then they get nonsense calls against the Timberwolves. Uh, but ball don't lie, as they say. White misses free throw one and two. Under 10 as Towns hits the three, now 29 from the game, including four threes, and the Wolves are back on top, 86-85. to Shockingly, though, only three boards for Towns in this game. Wolves, tr- lazy transition defense. It's been a problem all season, and Bulls do take the lead right back. Bulls trying to pull away, get a lead to five, but Towns refuses to go as he is fouled and scores, but again, no call as he yells foul again at the ref. KBD hustles, gets the loose ball, and Lowry with a dumb foul gives KBD the and one, which he completes, and the game is tied 93-93, under 7 to go. Bulls build a lead again, and Wiggins misses a free throw. That would have made it a two-point game. 101-98, Bulls up four, with 4.54 to go in the fourth. Markkanen hits another three, the worst time for him to start getting hot, and just like that, the Bulls are up six as he is feeling it. What I love is that Jim Pete calls Wiggins Condor Wiggins as he flies in for the and one, which he finishes off with the free throw. After the stop, Wiggins is trying to do it all and is succeeding. He scores again, 104 to 103, 319 to go in the fourth. Wiggins, a great feed inside the town, who scores and is now up to 35 points. And just like that, the Wolves have the lead. Levine scores to continue his 20-point game streak, however, and the Wolves answer right back with a Wiggins assist to Towns. Again, such a pretty two-man game, and the foul, Towns makes the free throw. Wolves are now up two, 2 12 to go in the fourth. Rocco, though, takes an ill-advised three, just doesn't seem to like, didn't seem like it had any chance to go in. Uh, Bulls ball looking to break the tie, which Levine does with a three. Rocco, another turnover, 18 total for the Wolves now in this game. And like I said earlier, Rocco's just not right. Something seems off about his game in this one. Napier tries to tie it with a three, basically airballs it, and with 37.9 seconds left, you really feel like this one is over. Uh, Bulls ball, Rocco fouls Levine on the drive, who makes both. We're now done five with 25 seconds to go. Wolves, unfortunately, do end up losing this one. You needed more than just Towns and Wiggins, and no one else was able to step up down the stretch, which really, really ended up costing the Wolves in this one. We talked about the, some of the Wolves and how they, or some of the refs and how they hurt us, but that was definitely a struggle. Final score in this one, 117 to 110. Wolves do fall. Uh, some interesting stat lines, though. Andrew Wiggins really came afire in that second half. 25 points, five rebounds, nine assists, and a steal. You had, uh, Robert Covington, I talked about how I wanted more from him. Seven rebounds is nice, but just nine points, uh, just a single assist. And looking at some of his other sticks, one of five from three, it's not getting the job done. Carl Towns, by the way, 40 points, two assists, but only six rebounds. I think those points are fantastic, no question about it, but you'd like him to be a more complete player in terms of being able to hit the glass as well. 
Uh, from the Chicago side of things, um, a number of guys, they actually had six players in double digits. And if you include Chandler Hutchinson, off by one, seven. So pretty impressive for them there. Uh, rebounds, you know, the entire team rebounded. You're talking nine for Felicio, eight for Chandler Hutchinson, six for Markadon, six for Dunn, five for Levine. I mean, the list goes on. They really valued taking control in that area. Turnovers, only 12 for the Bulls. Another huge difference in this game was who valued the basketball more, and it was definitely the Bulls. Again, your final score, 117-110. to 110. The Bulls take this one. Next game on the schedule in this stretch, we have the Wolves taking on the Houston Rockets. Early on, very good defense by the Wolves, who build a 6-0 lead with a 3 from Rocco and Towns. Wiggins clearly has that pep in his step that was lacking in the first half of last game, gets an early assist and some really good D on both Harden. Uh, plays, uh, multiple Harden plays, I should say, by Wiggins. Uh, Towns gets the ball in the post, gets clearly fouled multiple times by Harden, and neither is called, leading to a turnover. Rockets score in transition as Towns was complaining about the non-call. Capella gets fouled by Towns, makes it, but misses the free throw. Capella, as per usual, getting away with moving screens. If you don't watch him, by the way, he he sets tons of moving screens. One of the things he does is he'll set a screen and then he kind of rolls, but as he rolls, what he'll do is he'll keep you in front of him so that he, you can't actually get around him. That's a moving screen. Just never gets called. This was a huge, huge issue uh, when the Wolves took on the Rockets a couple years ago in the playoffs. Uh, Towns, two straight possessions where he gets blocks on defense. He is a man on a mission. Team is energized on defense, leading to a transition bucket. Wolves now up 10-4. to Napier gets fouled two to four times on one possession. Uh, I watched it a few different times. It's, there were so many I lost count uh, is the bottom line there. Rocco misses, though. Or, sorry, um, he gets fouled on one possession, no call. Eventually, Rocco, though, misses, and Rockets get the ball back. Uh, keep in mind, Kenny Maurer, the ref in this game, in transition, Harden travels, no call. Looks like it's another one of those nights. Another terrible call is Jang drives, and the glancing blow gets called a charge. A glancing blow. Glancing blows are not charges, and someone needs to explain that to the officials who clearly want the Rockets to win. Literally everybody knows that that's a rule. I mean, come on. Uh, and as Jim Pete says, it's a horrible call. Leads to Rockets ball, and they get the lead 11-10. to Akogi takes a charge on Harden, who shoves him to the ground. No call. Rockets get a three as they have a man advantage now up 14-10. to Rockets build it to 17-10 to after sloppy play gets Rockets the transition three. Rocco drives in. Tucker fouls him with a glancing midair blow, and no call leads to a miss. Luckily, Wolves keep the ball. Rocco is not happy. Rockets build up to an eight-point lead as after a slow start, they have hit on nine of 13 shots. Napier draws Harden's second called foul with three to go in the first. He has had numerous fouls not called. Harden, no joke, cries to the ref saying he wants more calls. That actually happened. That's not a joke. If you watch the game, you can vouch for the fact that that actually happened. Uh, Westbrook drives, doesn't get fouled at all, but gets the call. Even yells and one. Uh, must be great having the refs in your back pocket if you ask me. On the other end, Westbrook fouls Jordan McLaughlin, no call, but Jordan ends up driving and scoring anyways. He has continued to impress me game after game. Culver playing great defense since he has come in, but Westbrook fires up a prayer, and he hits it, puts the lead up to nine, a minute to go in that first quarter. Flash to Mike D'Antoni complaining to the officials. Again, another Rockets member complaining. You can't make this stuff up considering all the calls they get. Absolutely ridiculous. A very bad sequence as Gordon hits a long three, and then Jordan gets his pocket picked, and Rockets back up by 10. Jordan then throws it away, but luckily Westbrook misses. Our bench, though, outscored 18-5 so far in the game. 36-26 to is the final score after one quarter. Westbrook drives, and Culver gets a great stop, but Westbrook screams and gets the benefit of the, of the doubt with a foul call. So I guess that's all it takes if you're on the Rockets. Just yell real loudly, and the refs will give you the benefit. Uh, Wolves, and specifically Culver, get it back to a seven-point deficit, but ball-watching, a common problem for this team, leads to another Capella second-chance points. Towns has to be more aware on the floor where Capella is. Just no excuse for missing him. Eric Gordon drives in. He bodies Culver out of the way. It should be a, either a foul on Gordon or nothing, but a, somehow it's an and one and a foul on Culver. It's his second foul, both just really, really bad calls. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin with maybe the play of the year or at least highlight as he drives in and throws down a poster on Capella. Absolutely fantastic. If you have not seen this, you definitely have to check it out. On the other end, solid defense as he gets a stop on Westbrook. 
Towns leaks out, gets the pass ahead by KBD, who hits the dunk, and the Wolves are now back within six, 7.37 to go in the second. KBD continues to impress in this game as he gets the block on Harden, some super impressive D, and another Towns transition dunk, just like that, is a four-point basketball game. Wolves doing a great job on the offensive glass, but time and time again, they fail to score with those second-chance opportunities. Jordan gets the rebound, and he is ready to push it. In and out, gets fouled in transition, makes only one free throw, but still can't believe some people don't like that guy. Uh, all the all the hard, you see all the effort he puts in on the floor. He leaves it all out there on both ends, and I really appreciate that. Uh, it is a three-point game, five minutes to go in the first half. Towns gets his third foul, and for the second time this game, he is pulled for foul trouble. Same problem the Rockets should have had, but didn't. Andrew drives in, gets fouled by two different players. Neither is called, but he finishes anyways. Napier limps back to the locker room after hurting his ankle. Not good, considering we have no point guard depth. Literally, you have Jordan that's up here from Iowa, but let's take him away, and there's no true backup point guard other than Jordan. He's the only point guy that's even playing that position necessarily, just in terms of being a true guard. Obviously, you have players like Wiggins and Culver who play that position kind of by default, but uh, it's, it's just a little different, and you need players to be healthy. Uh, Jordan comes back in and immediately makes him impact a fast and fantastic bullet pass to Okogi for the and one, which he makes back to a four-point game. Westbrook allowed to just shove Okogi out of the way. Not the first time that's happened in this game. This was in transition, basically saying, we aren't allowed to play defense as it gives him space to drive and finish for the easy score. So, I mean, it's honestly so frustrating. You watch this happen. Okogi's playing great defense, and Westbrook's allowed to just do whatever he wants. Uh, Wiggins, though, with a really nice drive and a close call, which, of course, is called on Wiggins for the charge, so he has to come out. One positive for the Wolves so far, a 31-16 to advantage on the glass, something we need to see more often if the Wolves are going to right this losing ship. Jang misses a wide-open three, and three Rockets players fight for the ball, which they knock out of bounds. Kenny Maurer, who is literally staring right at the play from a few feet away, says that that doesn't matter. doesn't matter that it went out of bounds. and call, doesn't call it, and the Rockets get to continue to play and go for a transition. Just under a minute to go, Rocco hits the three, and it is now a four-point game. Jang, though, gets called for an absolute BS foul that should have been a no-call or a foul on Tucker for impeding Jang from grabbing a rebound. And no, it was not a box-out. Gorgie went for the ball, and then you see Tucker shift into him. You can't do that. Uh, Westbrook, meanwhile, trying to get possibly get a fan thrown out. Um, it would be nice to know more of what happened on that. I have not seen it. Maybe someone else can tell me if they, if they know what happened there. But uh, someone in the front row somehow angered Russell Westbrook. That seems to be a common theme for Westbrook. And um, uh, I don't know what happened there. I know the fan was like, all right, all right, my bad, my bad. Like, I don't, I don't know what I did, but I'm just going to – I'm not going to complain. So kudos to him. Yeah. Uh, to show that restraint. Tucker, by the way, makes the free throws, but Jordan rushes up the floor, quick shoots a Trenton Hassel rainbow three, hits it, and just like that, a three-point game again. Wolves now have the chance to get that last possession. Westbrook drives in out of control, runs over Jang, and no call. Instead, we end up getting called a moment later for the foul on Rocco, which, watching the replay, is actually another foul on Westbrook that didn't get called. The half ends on a hardened travel that doesn't get called. Thankfully, the Rockets don't score. 63-60 is the score. Wolves worked back from down 13. Second half starts with Napier back out on the court. It appears he and the team dodged a bullet as it looked like it could have been pretty severe just given how quickly he uh, you know, went straight to the locker room. A back and forth to start this quarter, and then Towns drives, gets the foul called on Capella. He is now going to the line to tie the game, and just like that, 67-67. Wolves then get the breakaway dunk from Okogi to take the lead. Plus, they get another stop. They're now trying to push that lead even higher. Towns already double-digit rebounds for the first time in five games. Now 71-67. Wolves on a 9-0 run after Wiggins hits the mid-range jumper. In this half, uh, defense, 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 and transition play. And this is as good as it gets as it builds to a six-point lead, and the Wolves are now on an 11-0 run. Whatever they've done in this start of this third quarter, they got to find a way to bottle up for the rest of this game if they're going to have any chance to win. Westbrook, though, drives in. Covington knows he is beat, so he lets him finish. But Westbrook is off balance and cries to the officials, so guess what happens? He gets the call. Towns gets in the post, gets fouled. Obvious foul, by the way. P.J. Tucker cries and whines. But it is clearly a foul, and lucky for the Wolves, it's his fourth. 
In transition, Harden hits Towns and sort of trips him. No call, so the Rockets get the turnover and the three-point shot, just killing all that momentum the Wolves had started to build. Towns then drives in, goes for the aggressive move, gets fouled by Capella, and no call again. Rockets up 81-80, to 4.36 to go in the third. Then Capella elbows Rocco in the face on the box out. It's incidentally... But incidentally or not, doesn't matter. That's a foul. At least, at least it is to me. Uh, you see Rocco grabbing his face. Towns drives in on Capella. He gets fouled twice. No call because why would they call fouls? And finishes anyways. And again, he is looking at the ref who just refuses to do his job. Towns takes an awkward fall, saves the basketball, and he looks hurt. Hard to tell what happened. Shout out, though, by the way, to Tyson Chandler. Probably one of the only likely play, or likable players on the Rockets. He goes over to check on Towns, offers to help him up, but Towns said he was waiting for the trainer to check him out. Something didn't feel right. Uh, he ends up limping off and coming out of the game. 84-88, to 88, Wolves are down. Culver with the hustle play, gets the Wolves the ball. It goes to KBD, then with a nice drive, but alas, he gets fouled, no call. And again, Rockets go in transition, and they score. Uh, to end the third, it's all ugly for the Wolves, who just can't score, and they can't get a stop. 94-84, to 84, Rockets are able to build a 10-point advantage. KBD with an amazing sequence. He blocks Gordon, fights for the ball, then gets out in transition, makes a fantastic highlight dunk, and honestly would have been the best dunks of the season. Uh, unfortunately, he does it in the same game that Jordan does the same thing. So very impressive from both those guys. 90-97 is the score now. A stop, drive by Akogi, who gets fouled and makes both free throws. 10.40 to go in this game. Wolves within five. Harden scores. He only has eight in the game, but that is followed by a crab three, and we have a four-point basketball game. Wiggins crafty, able to dribble his way to getting on Tucker his fifth foul. He stays in the game, which Wiggins then exploits by keeping Tucker at distance, but Tucker closes out. Wiggins makes a three right in his face. So you definitely see... A little hesitancy from Tucker. One more foul and he's out. And he's not able to give that full-on intensity you normally get from him. Jordan Bell gets a warning on the bench. Apparently the refs don't like him cheering. Uh, Very odd. They didn't really go into depth about this, but Jim Pete and Dave Benz were talking about it during the telecast. Wiggins hits 20 points in the game with a dream shake and make 102 to 100 Wolves within two. Keep in mind, Towns still has not come back in. As Jim Pete says, Wiggins is carrying the team right now. Wiggins with some good defense, but too much arm on the block. Plus, it's Harden, and he always gets the call. 7.22 to go. Wolves have now scored on every possession of the quarter, but they just cannot get any stops. Uh, KBD is just no match for Westbrook, who now is 34. But good news is, Towns about to come back in. 108-104 is the score as he comes in. Unfortunately, they give Wiggins a much-needed and deserved break. He was on fire, but now it's Towns' turn to pick up the torch. Jordan drives in and throws up the lob to Towns for the alley-oop and one, and he hits the free throw one-point game. Wolves right in striking distance. Rocco passes up a wide-open three, then is forced to heave a heavily contested three at end of shot clock, and then in transition, Westbrook gets the and one, and now the Rockets are up seven. This got ugly fast, a five-point advantage. Sorry, a seven-point advantage with five minutes to go. Kogi gets a great steal, just misses the dunk in transition. He's fouled by Harden. Kudos to Josh, though, as he makes both free throws. It's back to a three-point game. You know, I say kudos not because free throws are difficult, but they have been at times for Josh, who seems a lot of times to miss one of two. So good to see him make both of them keep us in this one. Uh, better to be lucky than good, though, after a Westbrook layup and an obvious charge on Towns who runs over Tucker. Gordon just throws up a prayer that is greatly defended by Wiggins, and somehow it goes in. Wolves down eight. This one feels over, even though there's 317 left to go in the game. Rocco, by the way, incredibly sloppy in this game. Gets a stupid foul with .5 seconds on the shot clock, and you say to yourself, what was he thinking? Ultimately, uh, the Wolves just had nothing left in the tank, weren't able to pull out a victory as they lose another close game. Another seven-point defeat. Uh, Rockets take it 131 to 124. Definitely the player of the game, I would say, overall. How about Russell Westbrook? 45 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists, a steal. A lot to like from him. On the Minnesota side of things, Andrew Wiggins with 28 points. Towns with 30. I mean, a lot to like there as well. Uh, Wiggins added 5 rebounds and 3 assists. Uh, Towns added 12 rebounds and 3 assists. There's a lot to like from those players, but you needed other players to step up in this one, and you just didn't get it. Uh, Not enough from Robert Covington, another game where we really feel like we could have gotten more from him. Uh, on the opposite on the spectrum, another game in a row where Kogi was fantastic. 17 points, 6 boards, 4 assists, 3 steals. 
You'll take that every day of the week. But again, your final score, Rockets win 131 to 124. That's part of the review segment. We have the Wolves taking on the Thunder. Thunder have won the first two games that the teams have matched up in so far. Hopefully the Wolves find a way to uh, kind of write that, uh, write that bad trend and get this win in the third matchup. Uh, no Gallinari in this game, but Steven Adams, who has missed the last two games, is back. Good start for Towns and Napier as Towns has five early points, both scores assisted by Napier. Cover gets a cover with a dumb early foul, reaching in off a screen. Have to be smarter. Um, add Napier to the dumb foul list as well. Not the way you wanted to really start this game if you're the Wolves. Uh, luckily, Towns' smart play gets Adams an early foul, and the Wolves are up 7-2, to 9.53 to go in the first. Napier and Towns connect again, and at this point, let's just call it Towns versus the Thunder, as he has all the Wolves' points. Culver gets another foul, and that foolish early foul hurts him already. Still nine in the first as he is pulled for a Kogi, because now that's two. Adams ends up going back to the locker room, maybe aggravated the ankle injury that made him miss a couple games recently. He gets away with very physical play, probably should have had at least his second foul already. Minnesota's own Muscala, no match for Towns in the post, and he is now up to 14 points. Wolves, a very few sloppy plays and turnovers, but overall solid on both ends, up 15-11, to 11, six minutes to go in the first. But Muscala continues his hot three shooting from the last matchup with the Wolves. He's already two of three from deep. Wolves up to 20 points, 19 of that for Carl. Maybe he's going for the Kobe 81, though. Carl has made some nice passes, too. Jang misses the wide-open three after Jordan has a nice driving kick. Just doesn't seem to be the same player as he was when he started. Alan Crabb fell awkwardly and goes right back to the locker room. Have to hope he's okay and didn't he didn't hurt the knee that he has had a history with. Meanwhile, Steven Adams back for the Thunder. Jang another missed wide-open three. Then he taps a rebound to a Thunder player, and they hit the three. They are now up 26-22. to 22. Uh, Thunder under, under a minute to go in the first. Very good hustle from this Wolves team, but, you know, it's just uh, you got to find a way to get points and stops out of that. Schroeder drives in some nice defense from Wiggins, who gets a block, but ref saw it differently, called the foul. Thunder now up 28-22 to after the first quarter. So far, Towns, really the only player that has shown up on offense. Thunder up now 10. They have gone on a 14-0 run as we're in the second. Culver just having a really bad game so far. No way else to put it. Bad fouls, missed free throws, just losing the ball out of bounds, untouched. Hopefully he wakes up because we need him. He is a vital part of what this team can possibly do. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin, meanwhile, has had some great passes, but nobody can hit shots, uh, and it just no one's able to take advantage of his good play. Now the Wolves seem to have lost focus on both ends. They can't score, can't get stops. They're down 11 with 8.57 to go in the second. KBD cuts in, Towns hits him, and he scores despite being fouled and no call. He throws his hands up, looks at the ref, not happy. Wolves have been lucky on a number of possessions, though, as they are doing a really bad job closing out on shooters from deep, giving way too much space. It's been ugly, to say the least. Towns cuts, makes the shot, and is fouled. Hurts his wrist, though, on the fall. The Wolves, though, back within five, 6.26 to go in the second. Towns fakes a three. Drives and a pretty dish to KBD for the finish. Wolves are back to within three. The, this run seems to coincide with Adams going out. We just have no answer when he's been on the court. Wiggins seems a bit off as he hasn't done much in this game. Gets to the line, though, misses two free throws, but then hits a three to put the Wolves back within two points. SGA drives in, runs over Napier, clearly a charge, but no call. Luckily, the Thunder missed the wide-open three. Chris Paul fouls a Koji. No call. Then on the other end, Chris Paul complains. He gets a T. Seems to me there's just no pleasing Chris Paul. Doesn't matter how many times he gets a call. It's just not enough. Thunder, by the way, up four. And Wolves trying to get the two for one. Jordan races down the court. Shifts through the Thunder for the layup. Two-point game. This is something we've seen in multiple games now where Jordan uses that speed that he has to get to the basket quick and find a way to get the Wolves a two for one. Chris Paul, though, drives. Okogi takes the charge, but no call as per usual. So Towns gets the wide open two, which, of course, he makes. 52-48 is the score. Thunder up at the half. Wolves, a crappy 4 of 10 from the free throw line. It's not going to get the job done. And to add insult to injury, Alan Crabb, update, left knee injury. He's out for the game. Luckily, it is not his right knee, which is the one he's historically had problems with. 
Culver starts the third with another dumb foul, giving Paul the and one. Frustrating game from Culver, to say the least. Wolves sleepwalking through the start of the second half, and the Thunder build their lead to 10. I give the Wolves credit so far doing a much better job stopping Adams from cleaning the glass, which is usually a huge problem for us. Wiggins hits a three. Wolves now 7 of 15 on the night and down 7. And then another three back-to-back. Wiggins, and that is just a four-point game now. Wolves trying and fighting to come back in this one. A fun hustle possession, including offensive rebounding and Wiggins hitting Napier for the three. And just like that, a one-point game and a 9-0 run for the Timberwolves. Steven Adams clearly fouls Towns, and they, call, and they call it. He gets so angry, he's lucky it wasn't a T. He grabs the basketball, and he looks like he's going to throw it down the court or throw it in official. So mad, and crazy that he gets that mad when it's clearly a foul. Uh, Lugans Dort travels, no call, and instead gets a highlight dunk. The Wolves scoring, but just can't seem to get a stop. And just like that, they are down 7 again, 646 to go in the third. The lead ends up getting pushed to 9 as Wiggins scores to get to 15 himself, but the Thunder answer right back. Just cannot get any stops in this third quarter. As Dave Ben says, things are unraveling for the Wolves in this quarter. Rocco and the team are starting to get very angry at the refs after a few questionable calls. And of course, Wiggins now has four fouls and Rocco gets a T. Refs so far not to blame, honestly, if you ask me. And, and I'm one that, as people know, I'm very quick to blame officials. But so far, at least, that's not the reason the Wolves aren't winning this game or aren't in this game. Uh, the Wolves have not played well. They're down 14. And even though four minutes left in the third, this one feels like it is over unless a drastic change happens soon. Towns hits a mid-range, and he now has 30 in this one. Saunders gets a technical, not happy with the refs. But honestly, I'm more critical than maybe anyone on the refs, and this isn't on them. Towns did foul Paul, which upset the team and Ryan. So uh, this is not the first time we've seen this in recent games where Ryan you know, gets upset at the officials at the wrong time. But I, I, again, I appreciate him getting more in the face of the officials, and I also appreciate him being there to back up his players. Mescal, by the way, hits a three, and it's now an 18-point game. The floodgates are open, and honestly, that's where I stopped it in terms of this review because this game you just knew was over at that point. Uh, final score, 113-104. to 104. You know, the Wolves fought back uh, a little bit in that fourth quarter, but just never had enough. Never had enough in this game to make up for uh, the sloppy play. Uh, looking at the, the team, uh, tons of good play from the Thunder. Thunder actually end up having eight players Sorry, uh, seven players in double figures. Uh, very, very impressive. Uh, the guy that has, continues to impress when we play against them is, of course, um, Dennis Schroeder, who's been really solid. Uh, Diallo actually had a double-double. And then uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander with 11-7-2. and two. Uh, Surprisingly, his stat line not as dominant as he was the game before when we played them and he had the triple-double. But still, uh, a solid matchup for him. As far as the Wolves are concerned, uh, led, of course, by Towns and Wiggins. Uh, Towns was trying to go for that second 40-point game, so just a little short with 37, but 37 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists. 2 steals, 2 blocks. Towns did it all. As far as Wiggins, 22 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. You'd like him to be a little more efficient, just 8 of 18, and 2 of 4 from the line. There's definitely things to like from this game, but mostly all bad. As, again, the Wolves fall 113 to 104 to the Thunder. That's going to do it for our review segment. We'll skip the preview segment and just kind of jump right into uh, what we have left in this episode. We're definitely going to have some good music for you, and we're going to do some uh, 2K and Kobe Bryant stuff that you're not going to want to miss. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing In That Channel, and we are The Howl.